I'm just straight up lecturing now. Uh, <laughs> as, as I said, I would. I said I'd carry this episode. It's been a long time since uh, um, I've just done some straight up lecturing um, off the cuff at that. Right. But uh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm grooving it. I'm vibing. You're, doing I'm, it. You're I'm, grooving. <laughs> to get back to Mal, I'll, ju- I'll just I'll quote at length from a, a section here from, from Mal where he says, While such philosophies of internal relations obviously capture an essential aspect of Marx's social ontology, the mere declaration that things are internally related does not get us very far, can even be misleading if not further developed. The claim that everything is what it is by virtue of its relation to everything else leads to absurd consequences. If I move the book in front of me two centimeters, its spatial relation to everything else has changed, with the consequence that everything has literally become something new because of that change. This essentially leaves us with two equally untenable options. Either we assume that change occurs, which would force us to accept some kind of Heraclitian ontology where everything is in constant flux and identity does not exist since we would have to conclude that everything changes all of the time. Or we begin with the assumption that uh, that identity exists, which would then force us to accept the opposite, a Promidian ontology where change is impossible. The way to avoid both of these positions is not to give up on the idea that relations are, or at least can be, constitutive of Relata, uh, but rather to allow for the existence of different kinds of relations with different degrees of significance for the relations. So while we should stick to the idea that moments of a totality cannot be understood in complete abstraction from this totality, we also have to insist that not all aspects of that totality are equally constitutive of any given part. And so, and in short, you know, what he's laying out here is this idea that like relations matter and relations exist and relations are important in terms of like the makeup of social ontology, but not all relations are, are created equal. Right. And so, you know, it's the idea, it's the idea that like if we treat them, you know, moving a book in front of you two centimeters to the left, um, is, is a difference in the relations. Uh, of, of, of the spatial relations of that, of that time, right? Okay, yeah, but it's pretty meaningless. It doesn't really matter, right? Uh, versus in relation to like value is produced and extracted in different ways according to different modes of, 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 of production, right? That, that's also a change in relations, right? But it's, it's obviously a much more meaningful change uh, in relations there. And so, you know, in short, we're saying not all relations are created equal. We shouldn't give equal attention to all relations. We should understand the world in relational terms. And social ontology is relational in that sense that, you know, it is the sum of interrelations, um, but not all of those relations are equal. It's a spectrum. So this gives us then to... I think the last section uh, that we can really spend time on um, is, uh, or the last idea rather in the chapter that we'll go through is one that I think really speaks to me and is also one that's really, I think, um, like practically and, and theoretically very helpful in this chapter. So it's not just kind of pulling out the idea that social ontology is 
here's what it is. Here's why it's important. But now getting into the real nitty gritty of like, what then is the content uh, of the social ontology, which takes social relations to be ontologically primary um, on the basis of, you know, as Mao puts it on the basis of a vague reference to the imminent relationality of everything. Right. In order to get a better idea of the relation between individuals and their social relations, as well as the relative importance of the different kinds of relations in which these individuals find themselves, I propose to begin by examining a controversial issue, the, re- the theoretical status of the concept of the human being in Marx's writing. You know, so in other words, like, OK, what you know, what? We, we have this idea that social ontology is uh, about social relations. We have an idea that relations are important. Not all relations are equally important, right? But then it, relate, it, it opens up the question, well, okay, well, what's the content of all that, right? We kind of have the form, uh, but what's the content? And so, uh, you know, Mao wants to get into that by asking, you know, really a, a, a very fundamental question of, what what is what is the human being then like the fundamental ontological question what is human what is the human beingness of human beings right in other words it, you know is there an essence of human beings and what and if there is can we identify it what is it and this is uh important not just philosophically, but critically as well, because it is the um, is one. I mean, it's just been the subject of endless debates um, in you know in philosophy and Marxist thinking, um, in a, a wide range of hum- of humanities and social science theories uh, of like you know what is the status of the human being. Um, but it's also particularly really important as well. There's been these waves of humanist readings of the critique of capitalism, or rather humanist critiques of capitalism, right? And and this is something we have actually talked about um, in, in previous episodes in relation to technology, where it's not just, you know, it's not just capitalism that is often subjected to these humanist critiques, but it's also technology that is regularly subjected to humanist critiques, right? And so, human. Uh, what what do we mean then by a humanist critique of capitalism or a humanist critique of technology? Um, it is one that uh, that says there is uh, some kind of core anti-humanism um, involved in the system of capitalism or involved in uh, relations of technology, right? That that the core of this anti-humanism in the system is thus the the root of the problem um, and the subject of Chris, of criticism. That somehow uh, capitalism um, strips us of some essential humanness. Uh, that or that you know in 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 our our terms as well with technology that somehow technology strips us or or perverts or otherwise corrupts some essential humanist uh, human essence um, or human beingness um, within us right and thus uh, by uh, by being anti-human um, that becomes a source of criticism it becomes a uh, a problem. Right, and a justification for then doing something about that problem. Mm-hmm.